Hey everybody and welcome to part two of Woman. This is Chrissy Hutchings from ChrissyHutchings.com and this is the Worship Life Podcast, a podcast that's all about worship, the heartbeat of God for all of life. And uh, we want to invite you to stay tuned to part two of Woman. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in this time again. This is part two of a podcast that we started last time called Woman, and we want to go ahead and get right into it. Just to recap, really talking about the value and the honor of women and helping you as a woman to understand your value and understand your honor and, um, wake up to that, really awaken to that so that you can live the most impactful life uh, that you can. And uh, so without further ado, we're going to get into part two of woman. You have wisdom that God has given you. And yes, sometimes that wisdom surpasses the wisdom of men. And, And men need to understand that. Men need to give you that. Because again, we're partners. Men and women are partners together. And the fall really kind of messed that up and kind of, um, you know, divided us. But God has created us to be partners in this world and in this earth. And there's a lot of reconciliation that has to happen in this earth. And I believe the biggest reconciliation that has to happen is between men and women. And I believe that God is doing that. I believe there are many women out there, powerful women that um, have understood their value and have begun to use their voice to affect change in the earth. Look, why do you think women talk so much? That's been a negative too. Gosh, women talk so much. Why do you think they talk so much? God gave it to them. Because a woman's voice in the earth is a very powerful thing. A very powerful thing. And that's another thing that we have really discounted as women is that, oh, we just talk too much and we need to shut up and stop talking. That's not true. God gave you a voice for a reason. God gave you intuition for a reason. He expects you to use it. I want to talk about for just a second, um, Abigail in the Bible. I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Abigail, but you can read it in 1 Samuel 25. The Bible says that she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance, but her husband was a man who was harsh and evil in his doings. And the name of her husband was Nabal or Nabal, and they were husband and wife, but he was harsh in his doings and he was very harsh with David And uh, David actually set out to kill him because he didn't like how he responded when he was wanting to come to him and ask for help. And he said, you know, get out of here. I'm not going to give you anything. And so David, uh, being the king, he said, hey, you know, I'm going in here and I'm going to take care of this guy. And Abigail very quickly 
when she saw David, she got off of her donkey and she fell face down on the ground before David and she bowed to the ground. Now, some of you might look at that and go, oh my gosh, you know, that was kind of a, um, she bowed to the ground. I would never bow to a man, blah, 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 all this stuff. You know, she was wise. She understood the situation and she was wise. And for the sake of her household and the sake of David, she bowed and she said, blessed is the Lord God of Israel who sent you this day to me. She practically, she told David, she said, hey, you know, if you come and kill this man, then it's going to be said of you that you slayed a man and you're just really going to have all kinds of problems and you're going to have sin before the Lord. And, you know, you don't want to do that, David. And the thing is, she was a simple woman. She wasn't anybody important that the world would consider important. But in this moment, her wisdom that was part of who she was was used in a very pivotal time. Well, what happened, you can read that story for yourself uh, in 1 Samuel 25. You know, eventually uh, David heard her, David listened to her, and he said, okay, I'm not going to kill him. And she said, hey, let me go get some things for you, and I'll, you know, I'll take care of this on behalf of, of, um, of Nabal. The thing is, what she did was not, so much for her husband's sake, but for the sake of David and his reputation. And she bowed herself before him. And as David went off, he didn't commit the crime. He didn't go and he didn't uh, uh, kill him. And eventually he died himself. And later on, Abigail becomes David's wife. <laughs> go figure. You know, who knew that that situation was going to line her up? in such a way, her behavior in that moment actually, I believe, caused her to have honor and favor in David's eyes. And man, when he knew she was available, he scarfed her up. That's just my kind of paraphrase of that. But what I'm saying is she was a very common woman, but she behaved in a not so common way. She feared the Lord and the Bible says she was a woman of good understanding. And she wasn't hard to look at either. But the thing is, she used her wisdom and her good understanding to really save the king. And to save her household, although her husband died. But he was a harsh and a cruel man. And, you know, hey, sometimes you reap what you sow. And I'm not applauding that. All I'm saying is... She humbled herself. She knew that her voice was powerful in that situation. She bowed herself and she said, hey, hey, um, I'm bowing before you, David. God bless you. You be blessed. You're the king. I honor you. And as she bowed down and as she moved in humility, David heard what she had to say. And her voice was so powerful in that moment. I mean, think about it. Have you ever have you ever seen an angry man? Have you ever seen a man so angry that he wanted to kill somebody? Hopefully you haven't. But if you ever have, man, he's he's heightened up to here in anger and rage. And a woman's voice and a woman's understanding calmed him 
and caused him to move in another direction. Man, that's powerful if you ask me. How many times have you discounted your voice? Have you discounted your ability to change a situation just by the words that you speak? Now, granted, I'd be asking God for wisdom in that moment. (laughs) I'd be asking him for favor with whoever I'm up against. But there are plenty of women in the world whose voices have changed the course of history, whose voices have changed the course of families. Man, if I'd have known this when I was a young mom and a young wife, boy, oh boy, would things be different. But I didn't know it. I was still fighting I was still fighting not to, you're not going to mess with me. I'm not going to let no man control me and yada, 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 and have all these things, you know, and, or you go the total opposite direction and you just let people walk all over, you know, there is a balance and Abigail found it. Amen. To me, that's really, really powerful. And then I want to look at Esther, you know, Esther, she did become queen, but before she was queen, she was a common young girl. And chance would have it, God would have it, that she would be selected to go into a kingdom to meet a king who had actually thrown his wife out (laughs) because she dishonored him. Here, I'm going to really speak to this place of honor. The greatest honor you can do yourself as a woman is to honor other people. When we've been hurt, when we've been violated and all this, there is this anger and this rage that is in us. And it's for our protection that we think it's protecting us, but it's really not. It's really bringing harm, not only to us, but all the people that surround us. But Esther came into this kingdom. It was bigger than her. She came into the situation that was monstrous, that was so much bigger than her. And in every moment, she bowed and she humbled herself to whatever came into the situation. God strategically positioned her in a place. If God is strategically positioning you in a place right now, seek his wisdom often. Because he's putting you in that place for a reason, for a purpose. You don't know why God has made you the CEO of that company. You don't know why God has given you that raise. You don't know why God gave you twins. (laughs) You don't know why God has allowed you to be able to stay home with your children and raise them up. You don't know why God took you possibly out of the home and put you in a work environment. You don't know the reason that God has put you anywhere. But here's the thing with Esther. She didn't know what was going to happen. She had no idea what was going to happen. But in each and every moment, she humbled herself before the Lord and before the people that had taken her. Really, she was in a a foreign place. Um, It was not her nation. And so she humbled herself. And when she found out that Haman wanted to kill her people, Mordecai came to her and said, Hey, you need to speak up. You need to speak up to the king now that you're the queen. Who knows whether you came into the kingdom for such a time as this? Who knows that this might be the reason that you're here? And of course, all of those that have hindsight or foresight to know already what Mordecai didn't know at that time was that 
she was brought to the kingdom for such a time as that to save a nation. But in that moment, she had a choice. She humbled herself before God. And she said, okay, we're going to fast and pray for three days. And then whatever God says, that's what I'm going to do. At first, she was saying, oh my gosh, you know, I I can't do this. If I go into the king when he hasn't called me to himself, I'm going to die. And Mordecai said to her, hey, you know what? You might die. But if you don't do this, guess what? God's going to raise up somebody else and you'll surely die. (laughs) So in that moment, a common girl, very common girl, was in a place of just pivotal impact. But in that moment, she humbled herself before God. She called out to God. And she said, I'm going to go to the king unannounced. And if I perish, I perish. What power? What kind of woman would she have had to understand herself to be? To be able, number one, to humble herself in the craziest of circumstances and to go against all protocol of the kingdom to stand up for her people. What people has God called you to stand up for? Is it your children? Is it your husband? Is it your co-workers? Is it your Bible study group? Is it the children that you teach in Sunday school? Is it the children that you teach in your public school? What people has God called you to stand up for? That he's asking you to say the same thing as she said. If I perish, I perish. But I've got to go stand up for this nation. I've got to go lift my voice so that they can live. And that's exactly what she did. That's exactly what she did. And you know, the whole story ends with Haman gets hung on the gallows that he had set there for Mordecai and the whole nation is saved and Esther becomes a hero but really by no cause of her own except for she humbled herself she spoke up and she was obedient to God period period she was woman God could have chose a man to save the nation of Israel but he knew that this particular situation required a woman. Look, there are many things out there that you're involved in as a woman. There are many positions out there um, that God may specifically call you woman to go into that situation because it needs you. We have to begin to honor who God's created us to be. And walk in humility with God. And the last woman that I want to talk about is we are all familiar and most of us uh, will, um, most of us will avoid this scripture, (laughs) Proverbs 31, because we think, oh my gosh, I cannot measure up to her. But this is my, my going to the scripture is not to say, hey, we need to be this woman. But I want to show you some areas because a a lot of women um, have this idea that God hasn't called them to the business world, that um, women aren't supposed to be in the business world. It's a man's world out there. You need to go and you have to stay away from it. A woman's place is in the home. And let me tell you what, what, what that says. I'm not saying that a woman's place isn't in the home. 
for a particular woman. We have to understand that we've lumped together women in this big thing that says, okay, God says they need to do this and this and this and this, and they can't do this and this and this and this and this. And I'm going to show you by this scripture that that is not true. But here's the thing we have to remember. God calls us individually to be where he wants us to be. And we're in different seasons. You might be out there right now. You're at home with your children. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other talk. And you need to go listen to my uh, podcast about uh, build your house uh, for a woman. It is so important for you to understand the impact that you're making as a mom in the lives of your children and not just in the lives of your children, but the legacy of your house. It's so important. So go and check that out. But then there are also other women that God calls you to go out into the workforce. Our place that God calls us and the path that he has for us to walk is very individual. And so we need to understand that. But I want to go to Proverbs 31 verse 10 says, who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. Now we're talking about wives now. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. And you might be out there going, huh, that's not me. Well, guess what? That wasn't me for a long period of time either. But God can help you in that. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. Hello, entrepreneur. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good. That's huge. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them, there it is again, and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household, and she does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she will be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Wow. Now let me tell you why so many women, I believe. Well, let me tell you this, why I avoid this scripture is because this woman is nowhere near who I am. <laughs> I have had over the years, especially when I was younger, just this terrible opinion of myself. I couldn't see myself doing any of these things. I thought, I, I can't do that. I can't do this. Everything and thought about myself was very negative. And, um, and that's because I was conditioned to believe that about myself. 
And I believe we're conditioned in our culture to believe that. And I believe that we're conditioned in our households to believe that. But I want to challenge you to believe something different. I want to challenge you to believe that your voice can make a difference. We've seen how it's made a difference here in the scripture. And there's so many more stories that I can't even go to them all. This is just a couple of stories that I've pulled out of scripture. And the thing is, when we believe, just like in the poem at the very beginning of the podcast, when we believe the lie, we won't show up. When we believe the lie, we will hide. We'll stay away from any kind of success. We'll stay away because we fear that we're going to fail. Guess what? You're going to fail. Yep, you're going to fail once. You're going to fail twice. You're going to fail. That's how we learn. Guess what? Learning equals failure. That's the only way that we learn is to fail. So why be afraid of it? If you're afraid of failing, guess what? You're never going to learn anything in the world. And you know what? The enemy paints this picture that failing is this epic thing that's going to just ruin and scar our life forever. But you know what? It's never like that. There is so much grace and so much forgiveness that God pours out upon us and other people pour out upon us that, you know, failing is part of living. And if you don't want to fail, guess what? You're not going to live you're going to hide up under the couch. You're going to pull the blinds in the house and you're not going to do anything of significance. And you don't have to be Queen Esther that goes into the king and the whole providence of Persia and um, stands her ground. You can be a mom in your home teaching your children how to do chores, simple things, honoring and assisting your husband. All of these things are very pivotal things. You think that just because you work in the household that it doesn't mean anything? Oh God, look, if I could see your face right now and put your face in my hands and tell you how vital it is, you would not believe it. You have to understand that everything that you do in that home is going to live beyond you. And how it lives beyond you is based upon how you show up in it every single day. Let me say that again. Everything that you do in that household is going to live beyond you. And how it lives beyond you is going to determine, is going to be determined by how you show up in it every single day in the mundane. When there's no excitement, changing diapers every single day, playing with the kids, cleaning this or doing that, showing up for your husband, being kind and gentle. You know, all these things have an eternal impact. And when I say eternal, I don't mean just in the in the heaven by and by. I mean eternally beyond you. When you pass out of this life, your legacy is going to live on beyond you. And everything that you planted today in every arena is going to live beyond you. It's going to live beyond you tomorrow. It's going to live beyond you 10 years from now. Look, I have children that are grown up and I can see the fruit of the things that I planted in them, good or bad, now in their lives. It might not show up for years, but it's going to show up. So you have to show up every day. You have to realize your value and how valuable it is, how valuable you are as woman. And if you don't take away anything else from this, 
whether you're single, married, what have you, your value, whether you have children or don't have children, whether you can have children or you're barren, and God can take care of that too. Your value lies in who God has made you. And it's not about doing something every day. It's about being someone every day. It's about being strong. It's about being kind. It's about being who you are as woman. And woman in this earth is very powerful. I really encourage you to get online and to look up some of these women uh, in the Bible and to look up even women that you admire, women that you look up to in history that have shown up, have honored who they are as women. And look, this podcast can be like a zillion episodes because there's so many components to this that I can't go into all of it today. But I just hope that somehow I have... um, poured out something of value to you today as you listen to this podcast. I hope and pray, oh, there goes the thunder. See, the Lord said, yes, you are valuable. (laughs) But I hope this has encouraged you today. This is just very um, vital that you understand this. I love you. I love you, woman. And I stand behind you as another woman. I am for you. I applaud you. I celebrate you and I really encourage you to get in touch with me at the website. I want to hear the things that you struggle with. I want to hear the ways that you've discounted yourself as a woman or even as a person. And let's have this discussion. Let's have this talk. You know, one of the most powerful things that we can be as women is together. One of the most powerful things that we can do is lock arms and live together as friends, as mentors, as confidants, as lifters of one another and not tearing one another down. Look, the power you possess to build with your mouth and with your spirit, the lives of other people is incredible. And we'll save that for another podcast. But the power that you have to build is incredible. And we don't even realize that we have it. The Bible says a wise woman builds her house and a not so wise woman tears it down. And that's again, a whole other podcast, but I want to encourage you today, lift other women up, look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, don't say I am woman, hear me roar. Okay. Because I have a whole lot of opinions about that. But anyway, (laughs) um, you don't have to roar when you understand your value and who God's created you to be. Go out and make it a great day. It's a rainy day here where I'm at. And uh, one of those kind of days where you just want to curl up with a good movie and and a soft blanket. But go out and make it a great day. Thank you so much for listening to me. Make sure you get in touch with me at ChrissyHutchings.com. And we'll see you next time on The Worship Life.